The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went all around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. And I would invite our preschoolers forward who are going to sing for us. Thank you. 
Thank you, boys and girls. Can you sit down on the step for just a quick second? I want to ask you something. I got a big question for you. You have to put your thinking caps on for this. Is the sun shining today? No, no. Can you see outside the window over there? Yeah. No, is, it, is the sun shining? It's snowing. It's snowing, but is the sun shining? Well, we can't see it, can we? But it's a little lighter right now than it was at nighttime, right? It was really dark at the nighttime? You know what? The sun is shining, isn't it? We just can't see it because it's way up above the clouds in the sky. The clouds are covering it up, but it's still there. It's still shining, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? There's a lot of things like that. Just because we can't see them doesn't mean they're not real. Can I ask you a question? Is Jesus real? But right now, we can't see him. I mean, we can see pictures of him, right? Like there's a picture back there of him on the cross. We see pictures of him, but we can't see him with these eyes up here in our heads. Can you point to your eyes? We can't see him with these eyes. But we do see him with our hearts, don't we? He's still real. Even though we can't see him with these eyes, we know he's real. You know what? That's something we call faith and hope. That's right. He's in heaven. And he's going to take us to be there someday, too. This is what we call faith and hope in our hearts that helps us see things that we can't see with these eyes, but we still they, we know they're real. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in my message today. So thank you again for singing with us and for us. Can you go back to your seats and to your moms and dads? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love it, love it, love it. So one of the hardest things about raising kids today is understanding how they talk. Now, you preschool moms and dads, you got to understand, grandmas and grandpas, my kids are a little bit older. And so one of the challenges is trying to understand how they talk. Actually, not how they talk, how they text each other, which is in some kind of code because they use all these, like, abbreviations. Now, preschool moms and dads, this isn't going to do you a whole lot of good because 10 years later from now, it'll be something totally different. But at least for right now, I'm always trying to understand all these little codes and abbreviations, these acronyms that they're using. So what I want to do as we start the message this morning is I'm going to give you a test to see how up you are on it. The first two services did pretty well. We'll see where you're all at. All right, we're going to start with a really easy one. This one's been around for a long time. Let's go ahead and put that one up. Laugh out loud. Okay, that's easy. All right, that's a gimme. All right, let's go to the next ones. Be, be right back. For real, what's the next one? Now, some of you did it the way it should be done. It should be, I know, right? You know? Okay, let's go to the next one. Outfit of the day. Thank you, Mrs. Newmeyer. There's our preschool teacher up on what the kids are saying today. I actually, I got this one. I got this one for my teenage daughter, outfit of the day. All right, last one. If you know, you know, right? It's sort of like um, insider. You gotta be on the inside. It's, a, it's an inside joke. BTW, by the way, if you look at this as a hashtag on TikTok, 13.4 billion views using, using this little thing. All right, set that aside for just a second. In our gospel reading today from Matthew, he quotes our first reading from the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, 
The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. Now, in Isaiah's time, the darkness was the cruel, oppressive, deadly Assyrian empire that had come and conquered Israel, in fact, decimated Israel in the year 722 B.C. Now, you got to understand, their land, the land of Israel, this was God's promise to them. This was their land, and now it had been destroyed and devastated. And in fact, it sort of stays this way all the way until the time of Jesus. 750 years later, Israel is always constantly under this foreign oppression, which makes you want to say, okay, Isaiah, where is this light? Now, fast forward to our times. As Americans, we don't know the darkness of foreign oppression. Thanks be to God, we live in a, a free country. But I think we understand walking in darkness or living in darkness, don't we? I mean, we understand the shadow of death. I mean, it's coming. Possibly very soon. Possibly in a horrible and painful and terrible way. And it inflicts deep grief on those who are left behind. And death changes the way you think and act, how you see life. Right? It turns you inward. Why? Because, see, death is like a ticking time bomb. You know it's going to go off. And so you go, well, well, I guess I better just do what I want. And I better go get what I want. Well, I can't. Before it's gone. It's such a great description. Death overshadows us. It's like, it, like it's hanging over our heads, shattering our entire lives. And then, of course, we also live in dark times. Now, the culture all around us wants to tell us, oh, no, no, it's getting better. We are actually more enlightened. We are progressive. But even though we have all kinds of technological advance, my friends, it seems that we are entering a new dark ages. We are becoming increasingly barbaric and violent, warped and perverted, and we are becoming less civil and ironically, less tolerant of each other. I mean, let's put it this way. Those of you raising kids, is it easier today or is it harder? Is it safer or is it more dangerous? And the darkness is growing. And third, maybe you personally are in what we call a dark place. And maybe you put yourself in that dark place because you went after desires and behaviors and it's put you into a very dangerous place capable of destroying your life and the lives of those you love. Maybe you're trying to keep it in the dark. You're hiding it and you're covering it up. Or maybe you're in a dark place and it's not your fault. You're just, you're struggling, right? Your mental health, your emotional health, it's just, it's just not, it's not good. There's depression and anxiety and all kinds of distress, despair, discouragement. The darkness fills your heart and your mind and you just can't see the light. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in the land overshadowed by death, a light has arisen. 
What Matthew's trying to tell us is that Isaiah's prophecy is not fulfilled because Jesus came and he kicked out that foreign oppressor, the Roman Empire, and got rid of them. No, no. It is fulfilled because Jesus comes and he announces, he, he lands in our dark and desperate place, and he says, the kingdom of heaven is here. The light is shining, even when it's hard to see. Many of the greatest saints of the church went through long seasons and stretches in life where they felt like God was just completely absent in their lives. Because, see, that's what the darkness does, isn't it? The darkness makes it feel like God isn't doing anything or, or that God is absent or that God, God doesn't exist. And some of the greatest of saints, faithful believers, went through these dark, dark times. Mother Teresa, I mean, if you know her story, look at all the good that she did in the world. Do you know that for 50 years of her life, she went through this darkness? The church calls it the dark night of the soul. It's actually a time of purification. God uses it to stretch us and to make that faith and hope go stronger because you've got to dig deeper. Mother Teresa went through this. Therese of Lusso went through this. John of the Cross went through this. Martin Luther went through this. They felt like God, God had abandoned them, that they couldn't feel his presence at all. But they waited and they hoped. Now hope is not just wishful thinking or mere optimism. In this awesome book, American Babylon, Richard John Newhouse writes this, Optimism is not a virtue. Optimism is simply a matter of optics, of seeing what we want to see and seeing what we don't want to see and not seeing what we don't want to see. Hope is the only hope when it is hope with eyes wide open to all that challenges hope. The light, the light is shining, but the darkness is still here. The darkness is true, but it's not the only truth. It's not the whole truth. The darkness is real, but it's, it's not the real reality. There is something else going on. I mean, like I was telling the kiddos, we have not seen the sun since last Sunday. The forecasters are saying we're not even going to see it next, till next Sunday, probably even beyond that, right? But it's still shining, and we will see it again. I don't know how else to explain it except this. If you know, you know. If you know Jesus, you know his light. He gives you the gifts of faith and hope and you know. You know that yes, the darkness of death is real. But he's brought about and, and promises us life and resurrection. And that means yes, we grieve when we lose someone, but but we grieve with hope, and, and, and that changes how we think. See, his light frees us from always turning inward and being so selfish because that ticking time bomb is going to go off at any moment. No, no. We're free now to be selfless and to be generous because more life is coming, a better life is coming. And the darkness of these times, these dangerous times that we live in, it's real. Jacques Philippe writes this, the triumph of evil is only temporary. Remain calm and confident and place all of your hope in the Lord. And sometimes that temporary is a really long time. Isaiah's hearers waited 750 years for it to be fulfilled. They were all dead. 
And even when Jesus comes and he announces the kingdom, it's not yet completely fulfilled. It's not totally fulfilled and revealed until Jesus comes again. And yet it is here. The light is shining. Every time something true or good or beautiful happens, that's the kingdom breaking in and piercing through the darkness. And if you are in that dark place, it's real, isn't it? Whether it's a place that you made or it's a place that's not your fault. Jesus wants to come into that place and bring you out of that darkness, that isolation, and that loneliness. And he wants to flood every fiber of your being with his love that is brighter than the sun. If you know, you know. If you know Jesus, you know, and if you don't, you don't. This is not meant to be some kind of insider information. This is not some sick inside joke. This is exactly why Jesus came. He wants you to know. He wants you to know his light. And so just like he did way long ago, he did today. It wasn't my voice reading. It was my voice reading, but it was his words. The kingdom of heaven's here. The light is shining. And just like he walked right up to Peter and Andrew and then James and John, he walks right up to you today and he looks you in the eye. He looks into your heart and he calls you by name and he invites you, come, come follow me. I know you. Now you come know me. I'll change your life forever. But you got to go with him. You got to follow that's what he means when he says repent. It means turn around. You're going that way. No, no, come this way. Follow me. You got to change. I mean, how many times in life we say, oh, I want to change my life, but we don't do anything to change it. You got to change. You can't stay in the same place. Just like those fishermen had to leave behind the nets and the boats and even their father. And what happened? Jesus changed their lives forever. Let's take this to prayer for just a brief moment. Whatever, wherever the darkness is getting to you, I want to give you a moment right now to pray that Jesus would come and shatter that darkness with his light. If it's the darkness of death, these dark times, that dark place that you're in, Jesus, shatter the darkness with your light. One last thing. If you know, you know. I'll give you one more. Anybody know what this one is? I made it up. If you know, if you know, let others know. It's not an inside joke. And if you are a person here today and you say, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who Jesus really is. I mean, I've heard about him, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know the light. Even if you've been here a long time, you're like, oh, I know about Jesus, but I don't know the light that you're talking about. 
I would personally, so would he, so would most of the people around you. I would love to tell you more because when you know, you want others to know. Amen? Amen. Let's stand and confess our faith.